All right, we're live. Monero Talk, we're back. It's day two of the Denver uh, Monero Conference. Uh, we're back after lunch. I'm here with Christy Lee. You had just given a talk previously before lunch. Uh, do you want to give a quick quick overview of what that talk was? Sure. Um, it was about the embedded uh, future of Monero's proof of work and basically how um, Monero's choice of pursuing consumer-grade hardware and their choice of algorithm has actually spurned off a whole in initiative we're calling Project Palladium, which is basically how can you go and um, monetize remnant hardware, be it through things like uh, fridges or smart TVs, etc., to help um, give back some of that money to the consumer itself, or in the case of um, one, one company called Astral AR, how can we use mining to actually fund life-saving hardware and put it into schools um, nationwide, which is super cool. Yeah, it's an ama amazing concept. So is this something you were working on thinking about for a while? And then the fact that Monero is kind of implementing random acts and uh, making it usable for these purposes, it, it became a reality. Is this a project that you've been working on for a while in crypto? Or is it just a recent happening? A very recent happening. Um, so Leah of Astral AR, the CEO, uh, approached me over Twitter of all places and basically um, in, in the weirdest way just said, hey, I have these drones. I want to mine with them. And I was like, sorry, what? What? You want to mine with drones? Um, and through the course of interacting with her and figuring out, okay, how do we actually monetize this hardware while it's waiting, you know, uh, while it's charging, while it's idle? Monero was just the natural fit because it did take um, advantage of the natural um, the natural hardware inside of the drone, which is inherently just an ARM, ARM core, um, a bit of a GPU, but mostly just CPU based. Monero was that perfect fit. And it's also the only chain that actually has a dedication to proof of work and to consumer grade hardware. So it was more that we, we had the hardware first, then we had to find what algorithm matched it and what would monetize with it. That's amazing. So basically the idea being, so any, any piece of hardware that what, 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 what would, what falls into the definition of things that would work for this purpose? I mean, are we talking about like microwaves? Are we talking about toasters? <laughs> like, if it has a Bluetooth and a or if it has Bluetooth or a wireless connection, you can mine with it. So, really, our criteria is it has to have some sort of programmable device that can be an FPGA, a GPU, or a CPU, and it has to have um, some sort of way to transmit the work. So, wireless or Bluetooth. And as long as it has those those two buckets, you can figure out what algorithm actually matches the hardware and then start monetizing it. Now, the, the point isn't to, you know, make a lot of profit. It's not to ROI. It's not to break even. The point is that this hardware is actually already brought for another purpose. It's already deployed for another purpose. But while it's idle, you just want it to be doing something else. I mean, no one should scoff at an extra 10 cents per day. No one should, you know, um, snub their nose at that. And especially in some developing countries, this kind of um, this kind of cash flow can be life changing. So part of Project Palladium of where we eventually want to take it is, hey, can we actually figure out how to mine with cell phones so that eventually they can pay for their own cell phone bill? That's uh, that's kind of the um, where we're driving this technology. And it's all starting with this POC of let's go mine with these drones and deploy them in schools. And. Howard, you know, in his follow-up talk, he talking about obviously random X mm -hmm. and obviously that's the large vision there, like you said, is getting to the point where mining is happening on smartphones. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it seems like a perfect application for what you're looking to do. Exactly. Um, what was that company a few years, 21 Inc.? 
Do you remember? Ah, uh, yes. I think yes. they've since pivoted into something completely random. But they had, I think that was like kind of the initial vision there, right? To yeah. put like mining devices in. in into houses, exactly. Okay. But rather than making a custom-built mining device, the, the trick is just use what's already there. Mm-hmm. I mean, consumers, so mining should be, um, should not be seen and it should not be heard. It should just be something that happens silently in the background to help secure a network and to help bring a little bit of extra cash flow to users. And so um, everyone tries to say, I'm going to go put a mining device in my house. The reality is most consumers just don't understand how mining works and nor do they care to. They're not going to be day-to-day users of crypto. So instead, if you start working with these hardware companies that are manufacturing this hardware, you know, manufacturing the chips, manufacturing the smart fridges, and just say, look, you can give 30 to 40 to even $50 off this device. And over a period of four or five years, it's going to pay back for it for itself. Um, you're passing those savings on to the consumer immediately. And that that in itself is powerful. And that opens up all sorts of different creative hardware financing deals that previously were not available before. And do you think do you think it's actually practically going to work out in terms of like the, the the revenue model and like you know if I buy my smart fridge do you think it would actually that you would end up earning that money back it, it works out on paper <laughs> I think that um, for some of the really bigger devices so something that's like you know nine hundred thousand dollars it's not going to work but in the case of um, Astral AR's drones where they are two hundred dollars that is going to work so it's all about where do you match the algorithm and the monetization to the hardware? Obviously, um, more powerful hardware is going to be able to make more cash over a period of time. But as said, you know, the goal isn't to break even. It's not to ROI. It's simply to be able to monetize this hardware that's already idle and use that use that hardware for something inherently useful. You know, proof of work is the one kind of compute marketplace where you can immediately deploy um, uh, hash power or you can immediately deploy computing power and get monetized for it. That doesn't exist in the AI world. In the AI world, you need a buyer and a seller. In cryptocurrency mining, you can just start earning money. That is very powerful in itself. And you guys are really focusing on Monero for this for this use, or are you looking at other coins, other proof-of-works? Um, so Project Palladium is a combination of Ethereum and Monero. Um, working in harmony because the TX2 board that these drones are based on actually benefits really well from Ethereum's GPU-based uh, algorithm and Monero's future CPU-based algorithm. And we are intending to do this um, across all different coins. So it's just about, again, starting with the hardware and figuring out what algorithm matches the hardware, what makes sense for that specific uh, piece of hardware. Now, we'll only deal with um, currencies that are regulated in some way or at least have some sort of, you know, they're, they're backed by a lot of exchanges. They have some sort of um, integration with a lot of the auditing tools. Obviously, you know, as as a corporation, Core Scientific has a responsibility with what currencies we work with. Mm-hmm. But um, we're, we're intending to, you know, broaden the horizon to whatever whatever coin makes sense. How about these kind of like fundamental arguments that are made uh in favor of ASICs, one of them being, well, it's, it's good to have a specialty hardware that's only usable for, for proof of work and nothing else. Uh, I guess the idea being that the miners have skin in the game and they, they can't leave the network because they can't then just use those things for something else, mm-hmm. right? So whereas in, in this scenario with the random X, uh, you know, either I'm using it to mine Monero or I'm just going back to use it as a computer, which can do a million other things. Mm-hmm. Do you, what What's your kind of retort to that art do you think there's um there's something to be said for that argument or how do you react to that i think it depends first on the chain 
I've always said that um, when you when you have a blockchain, you need to figure out what is your hardware that you're targeting, and from that comes your user base. Second is one of the interesting properties of Project Palladium is this embedded hardware actually stays locked into the network. So when you've chosen your algorithm, you don't want to be jumping from coin to coin. This causes volatility in the energy consumption. It causes um, volatility in the prediction of how long the hardware is going to last. It's just not viable. So the embedded, and on top of that, there's actually not a lot of space in the device to have multiple kernels for different mining algorithms. So you're actually kind of locked into one. Um, firmware upgrades. Yeah, but the, but the fact that like, uh, you know, an ASIC can only be used to, to mine crypto, mm -hmm. right? But uh, a computer, it maybe it's mining Monero, mm -hmm. but if, you know, I could always turn it off and start using it for something else. Mm -hmm. what, what's your, is there, is there validity in that argument in that? ASICs kind of create this base that you'll always, the network will always be, uh, you know, mined by these, these people that bought mm -hmm. these ASICs that could literally use them for nothing other than mining. So it's just an argument that I it always is, hear. It is. Well, generally I refute that by saying, Hey, if someone's actually taken apart an S9 board, they'd realize it's usable for other things, but no one really looks that far into the <laughs> hardware. Number two is I do understand that it's, inherently creates the skin in the game but at the same time you know the skin in the game is created just by consuming electricity so it doesn't matter what hardware you're using the skin in the game is consuming electricity mm -hmm. now where we have to get to with algorithms like uh, RandomX is a way where it can be always on and always contributing to the network um, and that your device is always on that it makes sense that you're incentivized to do that and thus you defeat the need for any kind of ASIC I mean, having hardware that is that is special purpose doesn't actually serve any purpose. Um, people, my, miners aren't actually, they don't care about the, uh, the Bitcoin network per se. A small percentage of them might, but most of them just treat it as a cash-making machine. So they're not really caring about, you know, the effects of centralization. They're not caring about what kind of damage they're doing to the network. So skin in the game doesn't inherently contribute anything. And now what does happen with, um, with ASICs is the moment the profitability drops, those machines go offline. So an ASIC doesn't solve that inherent profitability metric that miners deal with, which is they will still turn on and off depending on the, uh, on the profitability. You have that happen with any hardware. That doesn't get solved with ASICs. Right. You're saying that it's about the electricity use and yeah. the, the cost of the electricity versus the cost of the hardware. Exactly. Um, th yeah. So this, I mean, this is amazing. So random X, uh, it seems like will very likely be added to Monero, maybe even with the next upgrade, they're mm -hmm. auditing it. So how soon after that do we actually see one of these devices uh, mining Monero? Um, so Project Palladium for Astral AR is scheduled for uh, commercial release in 20, uh, 2020, Q1 of 2020, um, because there's some custom silicon involved with that. But for the initiative in general, we are uh, planning on actually making this um, a bit more publicly available at the end of this year. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see how far we get. Um, there's a lot of work to be done with RandomX for, you know, uh, now figuring out, okay, all the hardware we previously had targeted with CryptoNightR might not also be available on RandomX. So we have to think about that. But I'm pretty excited. And you should definitely hear more news from Core Scientific on this whole Project Palladium initiative uh, in the coming months. What companies are involved in it currently? Uh, just Core Scientific. And so do you see there being like partnerships that'll be made like uh, between like, you know, the, the companies that are providing these, you know, smart devices like 
I do. I, I do. Um, and that's kind of where we have to take this initiative if we want to, uh, if we want it to be successful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your Thank time you so much. Thank you. Going? Cheers. Yep. All right.